Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by Dan and Dawn, authors of Living MS. I got mine. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an educational and entertaining exploration of all things erotic. From sacred sexuality to fetishes, power exchange relationships and leather life, BDSM to polyamory, as well as simply fun kink. Each week, we bring you a diverse offering of erotic life in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you are offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Did you have a nice weekend? I did. I had a great weekend. Good. I did as well. (laughs) We actually had a weekend of not having anything scheduled, not going anywhere, not Mm -hmm. traveling, not presenting, just at home. We didn't do any work. We just kind of played and watched TV and yeah. Recently when we have weekends where we're not running around doing things, we've been like holding up in a hotel somewhere Mm -hmm. and getting things done. And uh, Well, actually, I did get things done. You did? Yes. While we had the weekend off, I had I created our um, uh, two new presentations. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, by the way, topic, pet play, great interview. We'll get there. We'll have a question of the day, too. Oh, yeah, yeah all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but um, over the weekend, uh, I finalized two of the, pro- two of the uh, new... Uh, oh, the old microphone's slipping here. <laughs> Again, this is why we don't get gigs on personal life media. <clears throat> there. Uh, Sex and Power Exchange is one of the new presentations that's Mm -hmm. on our list now. I love that one. That one should be a lot of fun. Uh, It's really funny because when if people um, have read our book Living MS, Mm -hmm. they see that we devote very little to that book about sex. But we like sex and we we talk about sex sex a lot. (laughs) So Living MS is about the uh, power exchange relationship, right? But this presentation is about the sex that can go with power exchange, mm-hmm. how power exchange can enhance your sex and mm-hmm. what you do and what you accomplish. Absolutely. And then also, um, better sex for kinky folk. <laughs> and that's really just an excuse for us to share some of the tips and tricks that we've had from our interactions with uh, Tantra teaching and classes right. we've been to and all the other Kadishti stuff we've tra- uh, studied and all mm-hmm. that jazz and bringing it together. Um, breath work, energy, yeah. yeah, all that type of stuff. Yay. <laughs> so that's what we did over the weekend. What did you do, oh listeners? I'll tell you what they didn't do is they talk, They didn't talk much on the live show that we did last week. No, they didn't talk much on the live show, but um, there was a few people, and I, we tried it again, mm-hmm. So and had a good time with the people that were there. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. The technology is still a little bit of a challenge. We're not mm-hmm. quite getting the sound quality I would like when we do the live show, but uh, you get what you pay for, and we don't pay for it. Right. <laughs> so it's not so bad for that. Um, although, funny thing about that is we mentioned during the live show that we have this other secret coming out, and that secret will be revealed October uh, 20th. Right. Well, it's still, yeah, it's still that's still a couple of weeks away. Yes. But um, it's funny, though, that uh, in the chat room, they're like, oh, yeah, I've already, I already know about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found like, out about it. Hey, how do you know? <laughs> and it's really that, not that hard to figure out if you're that curious. 
Um, I suppose the the hint of the day is the Amazon told her. Ooh. Um, oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a side note, uh, whatever you're doing, if you are sitting at home, listening to us while you, and stroking yourself, stop. <laughs> Just no, no. Oh, okay. Just for a moment. If you are driving to work, pull over and go into the nearest house. <laughs> no, don't tell them that. Don't do that. <laughs> Uh, but regardless of what you do, you should go nominate us for the podcast awards. So that would be awesome. So there's a, a, a Dan's going to have the uh, the link that you go to for the the podcast awards, and if you nominate us, that'll put us on the list of uh, being able to be voted for. So yes. be for the top podcast, and then we'll really go after you to get to vote for us. But we got to get <laughs> nominated first. Yes. So if you head over to podcastawards.com, you'll see it's the seventh annual podcast award nominations are now open, and they close on September thirtieth, two thousand eleven. So that's just a couple of days away. Yes, hopefully you're listening to this the day we publish it. Yes. So you scroll through there. There's all kinds of different categories. We're going for the mature category. Just put in the podcast name, which is Erotic Awakening. Singular. Singular. And the podcast URL, which is www.eroticawakening.com slash podcast. And that's all there is to it. And they want your email address. Um, just so they occasionally they verify. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten any kind of spam from these guys. So you don't no. have to worry about that. So go nominate us. Please. Please, if you're listening. <laughs> and while we're begging for things, while we're begging you to nominate us, we will also beg you to go over to iTunes and rate us. Yay. Or tweet about us. On Twitter. Or, or like us. On like Facebook. Us. <laughs> on Facebook. So, love, love. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And for uh, people that happen to be familiar with Mighty Boosh, Glove Love. Glove Love. Glove yes. Love. Glove, glove Love. love. <laughs> Go YouTube it. It'll disturb you. <clears throat> uh, so, Dawn, we do yes. have a question of the day. We do. Ooh. It's a little. Nice. It's actually part of my little Buddhist <laughs> altar. I shouldn't be using it for the question of the day bell. bell. So, um, why don't you get started on it? Because I'm going to grab. My reference material. What is the question of the day? Okay. The question of the day is, should you punish your slave while she's PMSing? So, and I actually thought this was a good question. <laughs> I see you did pull out your reference material. Yeah, I'm all like big fatty. Seems to be a book. But I thought it was a good question because the person that asked it, uh, well... We just went through this with me a couple of days ago. <laughs> you on your, oh, we did. We did. Without, without undue facetiousness, we actually, we did do yeah. it. You're right. So, and so I think that's why the question kind of spoke to me because um, this, this girl that asked the question, a lot of people were going, oh, you should have known better. Oh, you know, your hormones, you should have everything under control by now. You know, how old are you? You know, and things like this. And the girl's trying to explain that, you know, as most people know, you know, half the population has this thing that happens once a month and, um, we do get used to it, but the hormones can still slap us out of the blue. Mm -hmm. And for this girl, it had hit her two weeks early. So she didn't even have like the calendar warning that anything was going to happen. And, um, for me, it can get even worse because I have the hormone issue the day before, and two days into it. So you would think two days into it, I would know, hey, this is hormones that's causing me to be 
the way I am. And, you know, just to, to broaden the question a little mm -hmm. bit, right? Because we, we obviously talk from a male master, female slave perspective. It doesn't right. matter. People have, women have their time of the month. Mm -hmm. Some women do. Uh, men can have a time of the month. Mm -hmm. Humans can have times when they're not feeling stress from work. Right. Anything that takes you out. Now, do you think that the question is specific to something out of this person? Because PMS, it obviously, is out of your well, control. You can't have it or not have it. Well, some people were telling her that she should be under control all the time because that's a slave's duty is to be under control all the time. And, you know, for, for me, hormones are not under control. As a 44-year-old, you know, obviously, it still, it still grips me and did the other day. But, um, but this is still a good question for power exchange mm -hmm. because it involves her behavior. So, you know, can she be punished for her behavior no matter what causes it, I guess is the question. So, and I'm, I'm going to refer to a couple mm -hmm. things that from the book Living MS that we wrote. And sometimes, I say, oh boy, they're referring to the book again. Well, <laughs> when we talk about MS topics, we've committed a lot of our thoughts and beliefs and that kind of stuff to the book. Yes. Hence, I'm referring to it. By, by the way, side note, mm -hmm. oh, you're just trying to sell your book? Really interesting that Obsessed Slut and Miss Piggy ran into Bob Rubel in Australia. We mentioned that not long ago. Right. And Bob shared with them exactly how much we make when you guys go out to Amazon and buy a copy of our book. And it's something mm -hmm. like nine cents. Right. We are not in this to sell you <laughs> to make rich. And, you know, I'm, no. No. Um, we'll probably never see our first royalty right. check. <laughs> Tom Clancy, if he wrote a book about MS, could retire. Us, exactly. on the other hand, we're just going to keep trying. Of course, Tom Clancy would probably describe how... Yeah, I don't like side rail into Tom Clancy. <laughs> Not a big fan. I don't need to know how the nuclear engines on the submarine work. Just tell me. Tell me that they worked. Or Twelve didn't. hours later, the boat got where it was supposed to be. All right. <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> what the fuck was that about? The uh, so I do address it in the book a couple different times, where sometimes as a master. Um, you have to be, you know, there are times when you should be gentle and understanding. Illness, emotional distress, or other circumstances prevent our subs and slaves from serving us the way we know they are capable of serving. Mm -hmm. So the key there is when you don't use your time of the month or flashbacks or any other emotional distress mm -hmm. or the fact that it's your... You didn't get a pony when you were seven. <laughs> As an excuse to act up, mm -mm. to be uh, unappreciatively bratty. And there's good bratty and there's bad bratty. There's mm -hmm. fun. I don't even like to use the word bratty. No. There's fun and there's, there's uh, being a cunt. <clears throat> uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I like my cunt. That's I meant to uh, uh, <laughs> count. Yes. Yes, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a matter of the experience that we had the other day. Right. You saw something, you reacted to it out of character mm -hmm. for you due to the physical situation going on with your body. Right. I brought you over next to the chair mm -hmm. and I just had you kneel there. Mm -hmm. I didn't punish you. I didn't discipline you. But I brought you back to your center. Yes. And gave you time to breathe, mm -hmm. become mindful, mm -hmm. and pay attention. Um so I don't think it is necessary. 
and this is why being a master is very is a particularly interesting journey, or being a mistress, or whatever, or daddy, or whatever monocure you want to put on that. I have to have enough confidence in me that I see you. I see whether you are being using this as an excuse to act out mm-hmm. or you're not normal Dawn. You're not the Dawn. You're not the slave that I've trained. You're not the Dawn that I'm used to. And to adjust appropriately. The flip side is, I also learned there's never a time to walking on eggshells helps. Right. And that's something that you had to teach me. I did. Yeah, because, I mean, you can say walking on eggshells. You can say um, compassionate. I mean, I like you being compassionate, but not so much that you're walking on eggshells. And I got I even forget what it was the other morning that, um, you know, I just apologized to you because I did react out of character. And, you know, I was like, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to act like this. And you're the one that reminded me <laughs> it was my hormones. And I mm-hmm. was like, oh, my God. I should know this by now. And your response was, that's what I'm here for. And it's like I could breathe. You know, you, you could remind me that's, that's you're not in your right head. Take a moment. You know, because you're still not going to allow, you know, me to be wacky out of control just because my hormones are out of control. If you can do anything like make me breathe or whatever, then that's the road that we take, Mm -hmm. you know, try not to let it get to a place, you know, where it's going to involve punishment. Now, if I'd have gone out online and had ripped someone a new one or something like that and came home and said, oh, it was hormones, you know, what do you expect? Uh, That kind of attitude? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I would get disciplined or punished. Sure. So but yeah, just don't use it as an excuse. And, you know, and talk about it as a couple because if you're a couple you're going to have to deal with this every month power exchange or not yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. so figure out you know how you want to use this power exchange as a tool you know discuss your expectations discuss what's going to happen if you get out of line discuss you know all this stuff so personally i think communication and realizing our bodies <laughs> are funny things makes sense to me and, and, you know, there's always the, um, and one of the things that we did not put in the book, mm-hmm. we, we touched on it to some extent was there's going to be, you know, and not to make this a pain or a downer, but you and I being human beings, there will be a part where our bodies are going to do naughty little things to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had friends die, a friend died not too long ago from a kidney problem. Right. We have, um, as we grow older, you know. Nobody wants to talk about it. Right. <clears throat> but we're going to have to deal with some of the challenges that come with being older. Right. Um, Things that we're not going to have control over that yeah. are body So how are related. you going to adjust your power exchange? For right. That? So if you get hip, <clears throat> if you fall into a, um, one of those weird bladed harvester things and chops off your arms and legs, am I going to expect the same level of service from you that I do now? Wow, what a vision. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's stolen from The Simpsons, unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. So that is the question of the day. If you have a question of the day, and um, you can handle this kind of treatment, and it doesn't have to be about power exchange. It no. can be about sacred sexuality. Absolutely. It could be about uh, how to meet people in the scene. Yep. It can be about very specific, pointed, direct questions about my dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Can I answer those? <laughs> well, if you've ever gotten to see it, you would have some knowledge. You can uh, contact us in a variety of ways, including the email, Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. So, or the got comment form on the webpage at eroticawakening.com. Other ways to contact us, as well as where we will be presenting, past odd, oddcast, <laughs> fine, <laughs> episodes, and other stuff, including more clues to the secret, Ooh. can be found at eroticawakening.com. Sweet. Um, so, well, you know what? You know what's got me really excited? So, talk about my dick. Oh, that too. <laughs> oh, hey, look. Does that oh. make you horny? <laughs> what is that you're showing me there? Oh, that's a. Um... <laughs> we still don't have a video podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> It's a cane mark from last night. So um, I do want to say that scenes do not have to be long and hour long and two hours long with music and candles. They can be grab her by the neck or the hair and <laughs> throw her on the spanking bench and cane her breast. Yay. <laughs> they, they can, apparently. So, But the other thing that's got me excited is the uh, service kitty. The service, the service Kitty blog that you just showed me a little bit ago. So someone wrote in and said that they had a blog, and I just started taking a look at it, and I'm going to have to scroll through here and read it. She has definitely piqued my interest. So her, um, her, mo her latest blog entry is Being Mindful in My Service. Mm -hmm. And it says um, that she took her idea, of, uh, the, Dan and Dawn's idea from one of their podcasts, one of our podcasts, and decided to talk about being mindful in her service. And she's really going on about how that can be challenging and mm -hmm. what she's doing to try to learn how to do this. And I love her quote about being mindful uh, about the feet. Oh, I didn't see that part. I didn't get that far. Be... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, translate it to something short and sweet. Be where your feet are. Yeah. I like that. Exactly. That is really cool. So, and she talks about um, controlling her anger. Mm -hmm. Focus on the path, not the ground, is a title of another one of hers. And then she's got one called Inner Child versus Slave Heart. I haven't started reading that one, but that one's, that one's got my, wow. Out of My Comfort Zone is another one. See, I'm just going to have to read these. These are going to end up triggering some of my muse. So I may have some things to write myself after I read her stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. So, and thank you to Service Kitty for giving us the, the shouts out. And glad mm -hmm. you're finding value in the podcast. Glad you're finding value in things that are making you reflect and think. Yeah. You can go check out her blog at servicekitty.com. Not got anything to do with kitty cat play. No, it doesn't. And when you said that someone, um, Service Kitty, had written us, I thought, oh, well, that'll go really great with the topic. So, but, <laughs> but it doesn't. But no. It has nothing to do with the topic. So, but I want to I thank Service Kitty for sharing that with us because I'm glad she's getting good stuff out of the podcast. And in return, I'm going to get good stuff out of her blog. So, and I think other people will as well. Good. Yay. Um, um, um. um. <laughs> So um, we're just about to start an interview for next week's show mm -hmm. with somebody where they're at. It's currently 10 a.m. the day before. Or the no, day the after. day after. Yeah. It's 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yes. So that's weird. We have to jump on Skype and get ready to do that. So that's going to be awesome. But um, to finish 
up here, we've got uh, actually somebody asking us a question yes. that, that we don't have an answer to. But I hope Sexy Sadie is listening. Yes. You know what? Because, I thought of that, too. Because Sexy Sadie, and if you're not listening to Sexy Sadie, in a month or so, I will be the same place you will be. Yes. And I will give you my dog-eyed Oh, <laughs> or something or something. Yes. Uh, but you're saying there's something she can help us with. Yes. So um, Raven Hart wrote in and would actually like to know where she can find some information on being a female mistress to a female slave. So she says she's not finding that much on FET, FET life. And when she asked other mistresses um, some sort of mentoring questions, they're usually mistresses of males. And she's finding that some of the, the female-male stuff is not crossing over to the female-female. So she's really looking for some information. So if anybody has any, that would be awesome. Awesome. And Let we will get that know. too. And again, just one of the best sayings I've ever heard is when you say you know, mm -hmm. or when you know... Say something. If you yes. don't know, shut up. And look for someone that does. And look for somebody that does. <laughs> Which is what we're doing. Um, again, we will be, if uh, you don't, if you're not where we are about a month from now, where Sexy Sadie is going to be. Mm -hmm. which, we have not, to find out if we can advertise yeah, we that have to or find not. Out if we're even supposed to. <laughs> you can find us in Chicago, Illinois on October 21st, 22nd, 23rd, one day after the big secret. Yes. Where the big secret becomes uh, a, not a big secret to non-podcast listeners. Oh, podcast listeners, you get to hear about it one day early. Nice. So, interview with pets. Pets on Parade. Yeah. Yeah, so we do. We have an interview with um, a kitty that is a kitten some of the time. So she's got two kitty personalities. She's kitten some of the time when she's very playful and just, you know, just wanting to play. Mm -hmm. But she's also sexy kitty when she wants to get it on. So, <laughs> Well, let's get it on. Yay. Dawn, as I've often said on this podcast, there's a lot of stuff out there that we know about, and there's a lot of stuff out there that I'm not quite sure I get. <laughs> Speaking of things I'm not quite sure I get, tonight on the podcast we have Ancora, and she's going to talk to us about, I think it's... Kitty play? As in kitty cats. Right. Is that right? Works for me. Well, hi, Ancora. Thanks for being on the podcast. And what in the heck are we talking about? Give me a, uh, an idea of what kitty play is. Well, um, I'm sure it's one of those things that's different for everybody. Uh, it's something I've been doing for six years, and uh, this is actually a first for me. It's, it's an intimate part of my kink, and it's not something I generally talk about in public. So, um, <laughs> What a way to jump into the <laughs> fire. So Exactly. And I have this feeling that you're not going to be explaining to us like the same thing I'm doing right now, which is petting my kitty cat, Claire, who has uh, come over and joined us. <laughs> so oh. I'm assuming it does not involve real cats. No, it doesn't, though. I have found um, that people who are into kitty play, you'll know because cats will cats will commiserate with them. You know, you put them in a room with real cat, the cat's like, oh, you know, like a kindred spirit kind of thing. Yeah. They can pick up on that, usually. 
Neat. So is kitty cat space kind of a, okay, so I'm going to assume it's like a role play for the most part. So is it something that, or is it something that you have the energy of all the time or is it more scene related? Well, um, you know, I'm sure that's something that's different for everybody. For me, um, I'm not much of a role player, but because it's something that is more intimate for me, when I do it in public, it is role play, if that makes sense. Like if I'm at an event, uh, Shibari Khan always has a kitty party. Okay. That, you know, that's role play because there's a bunch of people there and we're all cats and... Um, you know, but if I'm in, if I'm in a private setting, it's a little bit different and I'm a little bit of an, uh, a freak even in the kitty play world, I think, because I identify, um, on more than one plane. I mean, I have a little kitty and mm -hmm. for some people, you know, it's a kitten thing and they're mischievous and they're playful and, and for some people it's more feral. And it's about the biting and the clawing and the scratching and the power exchange. Um, and for me, I can go either way. It depends on who I'm with and what we're doing. So, so start me off in the beginning here. I'm not. Yeah. <clears throat> so you and I are going to do a kitty play scene. Mm -hmm. What? Start me off. What, what, what do I? Can I expect? I'm brand new to kitty play, but you say I want to be your kitty. So are you going to put on a fake tail? And ears, a full, like a furry cat suit. Should we bring a ball of yarn? Yes, please. <laughs> you might want to bring scissors because I've been known to get caught in those. Um, so is it just you know, a matter of you're going to pretend you're a cat, I'm going to pretend you're a cat, and I'm going to pet you? Um, you know, it, it's like anything. It, it depends on what you want out of it. I mean, I hate to be vague, but... If I'm going to do a kitty play scene at a dungeon or something, it's probably going to be something more playful. You know, I mean, there's probably going to be rope and maybe some chasing and some play. Um, but, you know, if I'm going to do it at home with a lover, you know, maybe it's going to be intense. And, and like I said, the biting and the clawing and the scratching. Um, part of, of the appeal for me is the versatility. It depends on what mood I'm in. But, you know, I think the biggest, the biggest differentiation for me is when I first got in the lifestyle and people were introducing me to different things, you know, you hear about puppy play all the time mm -hmm. and people are more familiar with that. And I thought, and I've tried it and it just, it didn't sit well with me. And it wasn't necessarily like, oh, well, I'm not a puppy, so I must be a kitty. But the more I saw people into puppy play, it seemed like the reason they got into puppy play was it allowed them to get into a safe headspace where they could explore more submission and more obedience. And they didn't have to think and they could just be that loyal, pleasing thing. And it was freedom for them. And that was great. But for me, when I'm not having, you know, if I'm in a good headspace and I'm having a good day and all my needs are met, that's where I operate on a daily level. That's me. Um, so I don't need to get into the, the persona of a puppy to get there. So for me, um, the appeal of being a kitty is 
in that negotiated time frame, I don't have to worry about what the other person wants. You know, I can I can do something because I want to. I can be whimsical. I can not have to worry about the other person and what they think and, oh, is this slave-like behavior or whatever. For that half hour or 45 minutes or whatever, I can, you know, I can worry about me. Okay. So I, I kind of get that. And <clears throat> I've actually done kitty play once. And we had a uh, high protocol formal dinner. And the slave's job was to come up with entertainment. Well, we had a pony in our group, and she really wanted to do pony play. So what we did was pets on parade, and everybody had to pick out a pet that they were going to be. And pony didn't talk to me. Puppy didn't really talk to me. You're right, you know, because the puppy was obedient and, and things like that, loyal. I've, I've got those things down pat. I wanted something mm -hmm. a little different. So I decided to do the playful kitty and brought the ball of yarn and pretty much remembered how my cat acts, which means if somebody wanted to pet it, sometimes I would stand back, you know, just out of reach. And if, if someone wanted to play with the ball of yarn, I would play with the ball of yarn. There was a time that I wanted the couch, so I stretched out like a kitty cat on the couch and people tried to get me to move, or the dominance tried to get me to move off the couch <laughs> and I just kind of hissed at them and refused to move and, you know, went over to play with the pony, hissed at the pony. Pony tried to step on me. <laughs> you know, so I can kind of see that. I, I haven't done it since then, though, because it was just a one-night right. scene sort of thing. So just a little touching into. So that's the kind of space I would assume that you get into with your little cat, your kitty. Yeah, it's, um, it's almost like being given permission to be a hedonist for a while. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to listen to anybody, though. You know, I do, I do crave that. But, you know, it was. It was this little half-hour time where I could just be playful. Right. So, and, and cats are playful, but they're also very much, uh, this is my territory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so now, so that's your kitty space. And you were telling me that you have two different cat spaces. So you've got your, your kitty fun this is my area, get twisted up in yarn, playful kitty. Mm -hmm. But you said that you've also got the other, the more of the, I want to say cat lady, but I bet you have yeah. a way of explaining it. I usually refer to it as, as big kitty and little kitty. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, that's just for my own reference. Um, and the, the big kitty came first. That was, it, it happened by accident. A friend of mine, we were doing hypnosis and... He said, well, if you could be an animal, what would you like to be? And I replied in this sultry, sexy, I am a cat, you know, which is totally not like me. Mm -hmm. And it kind of went from there. And um, she's recently resurfaced. And I've been doing a lot more energy work in my personal life now. And I can almost feel her ears prick up. <laughs> she's like, ooh, power. I want, I want some of that, you know, I want to play with some of that. So she's all about the, the power exchange and the, she's still playful, but it's more edgy. Now, does she want to take power or does yes. she want to have, okay. I didn't know. She doesn't she necessarily wanted... want to keep it. Okay. Hmm. You know, I, that's more about, I guess, you know, if, if there's going to be a, a dominant 
interacting with her, if he wants her respect, he's going to have to earn it, and he's probably going to end up scratched. <laughs> See, I like that. I like that. So, okay, so I have a, another question for you. Let's see, let's see if you can answer this one. Some people, when they hear pony play, puppy play, kitty play, you know, whatever play, mm-hmm. the first thing that pops into their head is, um, now this is, a, this is a harder one maybe, um, bestiality. So how would you separate this from that? I mean, physically, obviously, I know, but. Um, well, aside from, from physically, I'm not sure I get the. I, I get the connotation because there's no actual animals involved. Right. Is it sexual? Does the um, animal get fucked? <laughs> she hasn't yet, but um, we're hoping to change that in about two weeks. Okay. <laughs> um, so I can I can give you an update on that if you like. Um, <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> little kitty, little kitty for me isn't sexual. She's playful. She likes to be nurtured. But the the big kitty, the big kitty's all about fucking and being fucked. Okay. Um, and I haven't, because, like I had said, this is such an intimate thing for me. It's not something that I've ever really shared with anybody. And in the last probably six months to a year, she's becoming more and more um, insistent that I need to explore that side of myself. So I'm working on it and I haven't quite got there, but oh God, the exploring thing is fun. <laughs> Do you feel like, but you said you do energy work and such, so mm-hmm. I have the question, do you feel like you shapeshift when you go oh. into these modes? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I had the opportunity, and I, I was very blessed. When I discovered this side of myself, I was in a long-distance internet relationship with a dominant from England who was a hypnotist, and he happened to like cats found out about what happened and he worked with me for the better part of a year um, for hours and to this day that was six years ago to this day when somebody either says one of my kitty's names or I get into that headspace I can feel the ears and the fur and the tail and the whiskers and that is I've talked to a lot of people into pet play and I've never met anybody who's been blessed with that before so it's kind of unique to me, but it's something that I really cherish. Oh yeah, so because it takes on the, it actually takes on a little shamanistic yeah. feel to it. Um, you know, and you had mentioned the gear. You know, do you dress up in tails and stuff? And over the years, I've had probably seven or eight sets of ears and tails and I always end up losing them or they get broken or and I know some people that are into pet play. It's like if you talk about their tail getting broken or lost, they, they, it's really scary and it's painful and, oh, God, no, you know. But for me, because I have that background and the hypnosis training and the energy part of it, it I guess the gear is nice and it's fun, but I don't necessarily need it. It's more of a fashion accessory for me. Oh. And I know some people, you know, that is a big part of it, that that whole um, transformation, you know, you put on the ears, you put on the tail. And... Right. So the same thing with pony play. Right. So when they start putting on the tack and the gear, that's when their head starts shifting. Right. So nice. So if we wanted to get 
started into kitty play, do you have any recommendations of how we'd get started? Oh, go to go to Chicago, go to ShibariCon. ShibariCon? Yeah, they always have a kitty playroom. I wonder if uh, they have rope. Yes, <laughs> for kitties mm-hmm. to play with. Yeah, and somebody always brings like giant twine balls and they're accommodating. They have, you know, people run around with um gummy fish that and uh one year they had a bird. Somebody dressed up like a bird and we chased the bird. Uh, somebody was actually telling me I didn't get a chance to go this year and they had said that they had ahead of time set somebody up in a needle play scene and put him in a spot where you couldn't see him and attach string to all the hubs of the needles and then put it over uh, like a table or something and then tied string and bells Oh my and God. feathers, so the kitties went wild and they couldn't figure out what was on the other end of the string. Huh. And the person on the other end of the string didn't know what, why he was being yanked on. <laughs> awesome. So Shibari Khan is one place. I actually found you on a kitty group on FetLife. No, um, I actually don't belong to any kitty groups on FetLife. Um, I saw your, your post on my feed. Oh, okay. There, there are, I understand, there are a lot of um, groups on FetLife or there's a couple um, internet pages and stuff. And I don't have those off the top of my head, but if you want me to link you to them later, I probably could. Oh, I'm um, sure we can throw a couple of, of FetLife group names on the show notes too. So, and, right. But yeah, if you have any uh, website pages, that would be great as well. So... Awesome, awesome. So, do you have anything else that you want to share about kitty play? Um, I guess just if that's something that you think you're into and you generally run as, um, you know, somebody who is all about service and whatever, don't be afraid to take some time for yourself and don't be afraid to talk to people you care about about it because they might be more i mean at first they might be you want to do what (laughs) you know but they you know i've found that it if you find somebody who's into it it can really bring you closer together um because pets are cherished and um that's always a good thing um i I find mm -hmm. that kind of funny though so it's like, oh, you want to be caned? You want to be flogged? Sure, no problem. You want to be a kitty? You want to do what? <laughs> <laughs> so. And Cora, thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight. Uh, very much appreciate it. I thought we were going to be talking about a different kind of pussy, but this is interesting. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Want to have your product, event, charity, or service as the first thing the listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What a bargain! Contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Did you know you can buy the new highly acclaimed book, Living MS by Dan and Dawn, or support them by buying it on our Erotic Awakening t-shirt, message your bag, or coffee mugs? All items can be found by simply visiting the shop support page of the Erotic Awakening website. Any dollars worth... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Any 
$3.20 we make for anything sold on the site goes directly back into the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening, and it'll make you feel good. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is grateful for the support of the Kink Shop. Which is where you got your caning mark. Yay. <laughs> the Kink Shop provides quality merchandise at affordable prices and features various BDSM implements created for lifestylers by lifestylers. Visit them online at www.thekinkshop.com. Much of the music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided by Pocket Universe. For music that is crafted and designed specifically for scenes arranged for sensual dynamic, visit them at www.pocketuniversemusic.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. <laughs> <laughs>